What's up, everybody? Thank you very much for tuning in, and welcome back to Life's a Garden. Today's guest is returning for his third time on the podcast. He's one of my best friends. He has a master's degree in psychology. And as always, he is one of the best at hooking me into some great discussions. And that's no different today. We go a little bit long, but I promise you it is well worth listening to. So I hope you enjoy this. And uh, yeah, welcome back to the show, Eric Wolf. Welcome back, you fucking goon. Oh, you hurt me. Were you not prepared? You for hurt me. An insult? <laughs> Dude, you never insult me. No. I mean, we're pretty cordial. <laughs> for the third, and currently, as of right now, the most appearances on the Life's a Garden oh, podcast. Nice. <laughs> Do I still have the, like, least viewed episode? I remember I checked my last <laughs> episode. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, it's like... The views kind of have been. They're they average about twenty to tw- to thirty. I gotcha. That's my solo ones too. And I, dude, it kind of bums me out a lot actually mm-hmm. because I had two pretty like good guests on last. Oh, like you had Asia with like a hundred and twenty at some point. Yeah, she's got a big fall. She's still like my highest viewed one but she's got a big following and stuff but it's like i had uh chaz llewellyn who's like a local actor and comedian Mm -hmm. like he does the projectile comedy oh yeah so i was like okay like that's a pretty good guest Mm -hmm. a pretty like kind of a local celebrity in some sense and like has a decent following and people like him and stuff 22 views huh i had uh sammy jordan she's a tattoo artist Oh, yeah, I know. I think I know her. Okay. And, like, I had her on, and we're... I just thought, okay, this is an interesting subject. We can talk about tattoos. 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 <laughs> and, like, things like that. <laughs> but 25 views. Huh. I'm just, like... I'd, it's just probably just, like, an advertising thing. That's all that I can really think of. That or... It's, I think... And I promote the shit out of them. Right. I, I, I put them on Instagram... YouTube, or obviously it's on YouTube, but like I'll promote it on my Facebook, on my Snapchat. I promote it on. You ever thought about paid promotion? Oh yeah, and I've done, I've done a couple. Well, I tried once and it denied me mm-hmm. because my my uh, content. It was one of my solo ones. I thought it was one of my better solo ones. Right. The content they said uh, was like too vulgar, or like it promoted harm. Or promoted, and it was because I was talking like the only thing I can even remotely think that it was. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was an episode I was like making fun of Texas and like how they can't handle the cold when they <laughs> had their their storm. That's ridiculous, dude. Texas deserves to be made fun of. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that's all I could think of in that episode. And I don't know. I was like talking some shit about some other people. I'm sure. Yeah, I I think doing a guest one as a paid promotion would be good. Right. And I will probably do that. I just... I really don't get too invested in doing that as mm-hmm. much. And I should. But it's like I promote them pretty well. I tag the people, my guests, yeah. on their timeline. Mm-hmm. I tagged, like... I think I tagged her tattoo shop and his comedy group, thinking, okay, that's extra, like, 
spaces this will be seen. I'm like part of three different podcasting networks like on Facebook that right. I put I put them on there mm-hmm. so that they like people can share them and it's kind of a community group. Yeah. And that and the, and it still only gets, you know, 20 some views, but that's only counting the YouTube. That's right. not cuz there's also the audio version. Some people just listen to audio. Mhm. And I I do get a, a I can look at the um, numbers on that. I don't know what the recent numbers are. I haven't really paid attention, but I mean, I think really like I mean, how many of these have you done? Like this will like I've done over sixty. I gotcha. It takes time, man. Oh, I, I mean, know. like there's like YouTubers that I watch that talk about it, and they'll be like, like I did this for like four years before anybody remotely cared. Well, and it doesn't help too that everybody and their mother has a podcast. Right. Like pot, literally, I think there's over. 2 million podcasts or it's it's a ton right I don't know I mean you just gotta keep just keep doing your thing like you have your own specific identity and people are gonna find it it yeah, just no, needs it's... to take that time you know? and I still get subscribers weekly mm-hmm. you know so it's it's adding up and, it, and mm-hmm. I am part of this other group which is weird it's called the Rhode Island Broadcasting huh. some like he this guy reached out to me because he, he saw the podcast on that community group. Yeah. And he reached out to me and was like, hey, uh, I'd like to promote your podcast on my channel, like on our group channel. And so what they do is they, they basically replay it on theirs. And then they have their own like YouTube network that they redo it on. So mm-hmm. I get views through that too. That's pretty cool. They just don't pop up on my end. Yeah. So they're getting viewed out there on that network too. I mean, it's a, it's a start and all that kind of stuff is just... See, I'm not looking to get paid for this, so it's like yeah, but you, I mean, you want to be heard. Yeah, that's that's. But I guess like, the audience is more what I'm looking for. Like when you're still at this at this stage, which, I mean, you know, it can last for a couple more months or it could last for a couple more years. It's not up to you, right? Well, like only in part, you know. Like you got to kind of at least in part do it for yourself too. No, and that's pretty much all I ever do it for. In the end, it's like, I feel like, the disappointment on my end comes from having what I feel like are like pretty decently high profile guests on uh-huh. with interesting topics to talk about and mm-hmm. they still like kind of fall flat. I mean I feel like that like we've even had like really cool conversations. Our last one we had like a pretty large conversation on like cancel culture yeah. and stuff, which is I mean that's a hot issue right now. Right. And I think that we like made a lot of good points. Right. But I mean, I think it's just a matter of, like, eventually that's going to happen with one guest, whether it's a high-profile one or not, that, like, you know, somebody's going to be like, that's actually really, like, a good point, you know? I've been and I've been making, like... Their friends and Yeah, well, and I've been making clips, too. Like, mm-hmm. I've been clipping out certain parts and, like, yeah. editing them so they, they flow really well into where they're only, like, two minutes long. And then... There's, like a, like, a best-of kind of thing that you can do. I've thought about. I guess I don't know how much people care about that stuff. It seems like sometimes people do, and other times people really don't. Usually, what I've been doing is like just make like finding clip, like clipping out specific parts that I haven't really done it with guests, Mm -hmm. but I've do it on my solo ones, just like little bits that I do, and then put put that out just straight as a video with the link in Mm -hmm. it. You know what you need. I think, like, what I would try if I was, like, intelligent enough to make it happen in a really cool way. And, like, this is a total gimmick, don't get me wrong. But you should, like, take clips between you and a guest. 
but like change the context of everything. That's so kind of what thing I think seems re- like, like, so it all seems like really like goofy, oh. like kind of like what we did with, or kind of like what they did with that. With uh, like Joe Rogan, with like the yeah Joe Rogan meets, uh, uh, what Road Jogan. Yeah. Or like, or just the Joe Rogan ones where it looks like he's talking to somebody and it's two different clips. Yeah, and he's like, like, it totally makes it seem like he's like saying something like super fucked up. And I like, ju- actually, it's really funny. I just watched one like before you got here mm-hmm. where it's like him and Joey Diaz and it's like, now we know how Joe got the virus and it's just like him like because it's Joey Diaz coughs a lot. So he's just like coughing into the mic. Oh, and it's like yeah. an old ass clip, but <laughs> he's just funny. like, what are you doing? And he's just, like, getting mad at him for yeah. doing that. He goes, Psh. I kind of, like... I mean, like, this is such a tired thing, so I'm not going to spend any time on it. But, man, like... Like, okay, so for you're, you're somebody that really likes Joe Rogan quite yes. a bit. Like, how do you feel about that whole thing? Because, like, from what I saw, from what I saw, we had a guy who is not a medical professional by any standard and will tell you that mm-hmm. and is not a political person by most standards and will tell you that though he has no problem airing out his political yeah feelings which is perfectly fine this is opinions but he sits he... there and he tells everybody like dude it's not a big deal all you need to do is exercise all you need to do is eat healthy you're perfectly fine he gets the virus he took monoclonal antibodies mm-hmm. he like got really bad fever he had to take all kinds of different medications he was on prednisone he had to do all of this stuff and like i'm still kind of waiting for him to be like okay actually guys i was wrong about that well, I've, I've listened to all his episodes since then, and he sounds like he was fine. Like, he... So, everything he took was all prescribed by a doctor. Well, I, mean, wasn't I understand stuff he, that. But, like, I guess, like, okay, like, I don't listen to him, so I'm not trying to, like, make it out like I'm, like, a big professional on this or anything. But, like, okay, so tell me, because from what I understand, he was really trying to say that you shouldn't get the vaccine. No. he he He's so... He basically is a proponent of he's not anti-vax by any standard. Like mm-hmm. he's never said anything about don't get it. He's he's more like if you want to get it, get it. And if if you're healthy and stuff, I don't think you need to get it. Right. Kind of a thing. That's kind of more where like, he's at. I guess like if he's sitting there being like, "Yo, be healthy, eat good, be like me, and it won't be a big deal." Then he turns around and gets monoclonal antibodies. Like, dude, they do that for people who are having like severe problems or the elderly and people who have like right like significant pre-existing conditions like when i got it that wasn't even on the table for me when i tested positive for well it. okay so here's well you also got to think of the fact that he's who he is and he ha- like he basically was just like throw the kitchen sink at it and it wasn't because it it's just interesting that that's only after he gets the diagnosis like uh, like up until then like it's fine to just treat it like it's no big deal but then the moment that he gets it like he has to go like ass busting to the hospital to throw the kitchen sink at it well it was just to it just seems hypocritical i see what you're saying like i i see what you what you're saying from from the outside's perspective mm-hmm. from what i understand and what i've seen from everything it's i i don't think he ever didn't think he wasn't gonna get it Right. And from what I understand, like, his experience with it wasn't bad. And he probably didn't have to actually do all that. He just did it just to get ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, let's just so do what we can to, like... So that's funny that you say that, though. Get ahead of the game. That's what the vaccine is for. 
True. You know, but but so, here's the thing: if there's if there are things that can treat it, like a like a like treatment, how about something that can prevent it? But it doesn't. All like it. There's breakthrough cases. There's breakthrough cases in any virus. However, statistically speaking, it makes it a lot less likely that you're going to have bad symptoms. It doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. We can all recognize that. But if you look at, like, anything where... I mean, like, we've had, like, things in Florida where, like, three teachers have died in the same week. Or, you know, like, like these breakout cases where a bunch of people either died or got, like, severely ill. And every, every single time, none of those people were vaccinated. You're really not hearing about vaccinated people getting, like, screwed up by this. I'm not saying never. Right. It does happen. But not nearly at the level yeah i mean but also at the same time it's like i guess i don't know what his like i i can't cite his perspective as to why he doesn't want it Mm -hmm. per se you know what i mean i mean i do think there should be a level of skepticism about it i mean it did just only just now get fda approved okay well okay that's something that like there, there's a lot to that that aren't that's not being said by people who preach skepticism about the about the vaccine because what you do hear, and I get it, I thought about it too, and I did. This was a consideration when I did get the chance to get the vaccine. Was that you know I mean they 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 like busted it through right you know they they got it on emergency uh, like approval and all that stuff. However, what's not really talked about. Is that this is an mRNA vaccine? Yes. Which does? I mean, it does the same thing that vaccines do. What it does is it create is it uh, basically elicits a uh, auto or an, an immune system reaction that will make it so that it blocks the spike proteins on the mm-hmm. virus, which are the ones that pier- basically pierce into the cell, inject its genetic material, and make it so that it makes more viruses in your cell. The thing about talking about how this is an untested vaccine, we have no idea what the long-standing side effects are going to be. The thing about that is that we've been doing mRNA vaccines for a long time. And also, in regards to vaccines, there has been exactly zero cases ever for any vaccine in which a side effect crops up any later than three weeks after you get the vaccine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm just saying in regards to talking about how this is untested and we don't know what it's going to do, like we've done it we've done mRNA vaccines before. And like just because this is like a particularly like significant coronavirus like there are this isn't the first coronavirus that we've ever had. This is yeah. a per, this is quite the mutant. But just because that's the case doesn't mean that the that the action of the vaccine is going to be different. Sure. You know, and these were the considerations and the things that I read and looked at and learned before I decided whether or not I was going to take the vaccine. Well, and actually, I I everything you just said, I did know that, and it's because I heard it on Joe Rogan. Like he had a, mm. he had doctors on and stuff, and they've all said all of that. I don't right. think he's like really had. I any... don't mean to like come out here. No, and no, no. Act like I'm like educating you or anything right, right, right. Like no, that. It's, I'm just saying like, so he, I I have heard that information, mm-hmm. and it's like, 
Um, my skepticism, more than anything, it doesn't necessarily come from like the safety of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. There's the my skepticism, more than anything, comes from this push to like kind of force us to take it. I mean, it's- and that and you got to kind of question like why is that? I mean, it's to protect people. It's the same re- like. You had to get immunizations before you went to school. But it wasn't... Well, for school, yeah, I guess. And it was because you weren't... They didn't want you spreading measles and mumps throughout the school. It's just... This virus is dangerous. Sure. But, I mean, I guess in... In the same sense, it's like... I just have a hard time with it being like, you have to put something in your body. Like, we're going to force you to put something inside of you. Mm -hmm. That seems a little... Like I said, it's the same thing with immunizations. I yeah, mean, but we're I would also... get it if it was something that was, like, truly potentially damaging for a lot of people. Like, I know that some people are going to have some bad reactions. Right. Well, and that's going to be with anything. That's any That's any vaccine. You know, like, there. there's a point in which... So, here's the thing, too, though. If you get... Like, I'm not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's not because I am afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten it. Now, but here's the thing. So if I get vaccinated, I can still get the virus and I can still spread it. You can't spread it. I've heard you can't. It, I mean, I'm not saying like you like you can't 0%, absolutely not. But like it really, really brings down your, like the capability of you to actually spread it. Like you can get it, you can get it light. But as far as like the biggest thing is that it brings down your capability of spreading it. It brings it down massively as far as i understand like as far as i know just from what i've heard it's like when you get the vaccine it it lessens your chance of getting severely getting severely sick Mm -hmm. and of course dying right yeah and that's like i'm not i'm not like saying don't get it i've never right but i know what you're i think what you're saying here is like you know, if it's just to protect yourself, then that's your personal choice. Sure. But it isn't entirely about that, because it does help you not spread it. Okay, but it's like, if people are afraid of getting it, shouldn't they just get vaccinated? I mean, to some extent, like, yes, for sure. But for, like, populations that can't because they're, like, immunocompromised or anything like that, to some extent, like... They can't get the vaccine? Yeah, they can't get the vaccine because they're immunocompromised. Sometimes it kind of falls onto our shoulders to protect our fellow man. I didn't know that we... That the immunocompromised can't get the vaccine? I'm... I... Honestly, I can't back that up with absolute fact. I was trying to basically give an example of a reason why somebody might not be able to. You know? The other reason that I actually think, like, hits home a little bit more... And I've, I've seen several cases of this kind of thing happening uh, on the internet. Um, we had one, and like, I'm going to bounce this off of you and see what you think of this. Because you might have a different opinion than me, and that's totally cool. But um, this, this personally is my biggest reason why I feel like getting the vaccine is like a point of personal responsibility for the people who are like capable of handling it. Which is basically going to be just about anyone. I saw a man on the internet who was talking about his wife who has stage 4 metastatic breast cancer. And she's currently undergoing treatment for it that's basically like mostly to keep her comfortable. Um, and she's pretty functional, but it's it's bad. And at one point she had like a lot of pain and there was a lot of fluid that was like being trapped like 
you know, at the site of the cancer or whatever. And so he brought her in and they needed to do some stuff. They needed to drain some fluid and do some tests and do all this stuff, but it was going to take a couple of days for some reason. And so they stayed for a little while. It was hard to get in because there was hardly any ICU beds. They finally got her in, but they had to rush her out before they were able to even do that stuff because there was a bunch of people who needed to come in because they were having severe problems with with COVID stuff. And the people who are filling up the ICUs right now are unvaccinated people who are making it so that people who have other conditions can't get help. There was a dude in Texas um, who I think, I'm trying to remember, I don't remember for a fact, but he was having... He was having something, some like 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 life-threatening thing, and they had to call several hospitals because there was no availability anywhere. And it took them eight hours to finally find a hospital that had an opening. They sent a helicopter, picked him up, brought him to the hospital, and he showed up dead because they couldn't find anything. And basically what I guess I'm going to bounce off of you is that if your choice, and I, I'll level with you, this is America supposed to be free if your choice is to not get the vaccine because you don't want to you don't trust them because you don't trust because i mean and that extends to not trusting the medical field because you don't trust them with this i'm not saying you don't trust them with anything but there's certainly a level of untrust if you decide that you don't want to get the virus or the vaccine so if you choose not to get the vaccine then i don't think that you should be rushing to the hospital the moment that you get the virus sure. because of your personal choice to be irresponsible. Well, and I don't... See, here's another thing, too, though. I'm taking my age into consideration on this. So mm -hmm. do we know the average age of the people taking up beds? I'm imagining it's in the 40s, 50s, like, 60s. Honestly, like, I don't know. I do know that more younger people are getting it now. Yeah, but Like, with the new Delta variant that's coming around. And, like, the numbers are going up as fast as they did last like last time or last year this time you know but now there is younger people that are getting it there's children that are getting yeah. it you know so severely though like to yes. where they're having At to times. be in bed of I, I don't know the proportions but like you know like people who are telling you that it's not killing kids and it's not killing young people are lying to you but because it is happening at a very small percentage i don't think it's, it's like 0. 0.00 some percent i really think that that's not the case. I, I don't like, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's like 30% or anything like that, but like, I think that there's like, maybe like, okay, me, I don't really know what to say about the percentage of young people versus that the wide proportion of that population in total. Yes. I think a better metric is of the people who are in the ICU. What proportion of that is of this age group? You know, because if there's, you know, if there's a hundred people in the ICU and 20 of them are people our age, that's significant. You know, I don't know what the numbers so, yeah, are. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are either. You know, I mean, it, it is going to be a tiny number, basically for just about any population, if you just factor in age. Right. See, here's here's another thing I have with it. So, it's like, like I said, I'm factoring my age into a lot of it. And the fact that if I feel like if I get it, I don't think I'm going to, like, rush to the hospital. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that, like... But but also, I'm, I'm susceptible to a lot of things like that. Like, mm -hmm. that's... I mean, I could catch a lot of pretty shitty diseases. Yeah, but if you have the ability 
If you have the ability with something so simple as to take a vaccine, something that people do every year for the flu, and then you, you just say, no, I don't want to do that because I don't feel like putting something in my body out of force or whatever. Okay, or, yeah. or whatever. And then you turn around and you do have significant symptoms. Then you are going to rush to the hospital. And it was like your own personal... I, and like I'm not trying to like be a shithead to hmm. you, okay? So like no, I get what you're saying. You're taking you you're know. taking like the different like you're taking this stance, and that's fine. Um, I also would say there's a lot of skepticism on my part due to the fact that like there's been a lot of uncertainty throughout all of this, mm -hmm. and we have had proven like met like okay. So there was another point I wanted to make before this, but like. They've. Let me first ask you. You're good. Where do you think this or like originated this whole virus? The virus? Do you are you like believe that it came from that lab? I mean, I think evidence is kind of like. I don't. Okay, I don't I, really. I think they've proven that more evidence sh points to the fact. It's not. I don't think there's uh -huh. any evidence proves one way or the other. But yeah. more evidence points to the fact that it could that it came from that lab then it came from nature itself yeah so that's kind of what i've seen too is that it came is that it came from meat handling you know that it came from people who were like basically interacting with animals for a meat trade and the virus was something that had developed in another species they've talked about it being bats they've talked about it yeah. being pangolins they've talked about it being several different things but that you know, it made that that species jump, and a lot of times when that happens, I mean, you've, you've we've heard about the bird flu, we've heard about the swine flu, we've heard about the dog flu. You know, when it makes the species jump, a lot of times it's so you bad. Do you not believe that this could potentially have been created in a lab? Like, I'm gonna tell you that. Okay, okay here's my thing on that. I'm going to tell you basically any theory that you give me. I'm going to say maybe because I don't really know. Right. The other thing for me is that like I don't really care. But that's a big portion of it because we were lied to about that. And it was... Oh, it I don't was, know if we were lied to. I think that potentially they just didn't know. Yeah, but... Like, China may have lied to us, well, no, but, they, like, dude, we don't trust them for anything. Like, Fauci lied on it to Congress and said that... I don't believe that. No, the e there was emails that came out that's, mm -hmm. that were direct to... Like, he, it contradicted everything he said to Congress. Yeah. I guess I really so have. That's like, not a good sign if our like whole lot of number one medical guy is lying to Congress. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd have to look or into fabricating that. the or twisting the truth rather. Honestly, I've just had I've had a very hard time like really, really, really like taking too much stock into that sure. because we're kind of like at a point in time right now in this day and age in which people are just saying whatever they want for any reason. Well, and that's true too. Now, here's another thing. This is the other point I wanted to make that I. I somehow remembered with my terrible memory. Yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, it doesn't seem, I, I don't know what your opinions on ivermectin are. I know it's a very controversial thing right the now. The horse dewormer. But, it's, there's, I mean, it's been prescribed to humans yeah. millions of times in the past. Not in this way, though. Okay, but it's if it's not proven, by eating horse dewormer now is that what it is or is that what they're kind of like well no trying that, to tell us from that. what i understand it's that it is a chemical that is in horse dewormer yes. so the thing is is that maybe you can get it as a capsule that's meant for human consumption yes. but people instead are getting horse dewormer which has 
several chemicals in it, including ivermectin. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. It's kind of the same thing as when people thought that um, that See, other chemical, hydroxychloroquine, uh-huh. and so they started getting aquarium cleaner and then right. getting incredibly sick because you're not supposed to consume aquarium cleaner. So I literally just listened to today somebody saying how that horse de- the horse dewormer itself, it would take a massive amount to get sick on that mm-hmm. with human consumption. Yeah. And the Rolling Stone published an article sa- stating that hospital beds were being overrun by people who were uh, overdosing on this, on Ivermectin, and mm-hmm. so people were, like, being turned away from hospitals. Well, then they turned around and retracted it because it was false. Yeah. And here's the... Now, here's another issue I have with all... Of, with, like, this has happened a lot, especially this year, mm-hmm. where these... Whether it's a publication or a media outlet, they'll, they'll state something... And it'll and then have to retract it, but but there's no consequences for the retraction, mm-hmm. and nobody hears about the retraction. They only because yeah. all these uh, like the big story gets millions and millions of retweets, and then the and the then retraction the they gets retract it. It doesn't matter. The damage has been done. Yeah, dude, and you're not going to you're not going to get any argument from me about the fact that the media the state of the media in this country is fucked up right and like that goes for all of it i mean i like the shit that they publish on facebook that people who like you know eschew the uh you know like the like the the general media like the new york times and cable news and all that kind of stuff a lot of times they turn to to Facebook news, Which and that is stuff no is bullshit it's too. No it's like fact. on it, like that stuff is entertainment. I would even argue. I'm not going to argue that the that the stuff like the New York Times and everything is perfectly clean or is so much better or is good. But I would say that the stuff on Facebook is worse. That stuff is generated well, by people with an agenda. But so is the and so is the other stuff. Media. I mean, right. it all is. And the problem with the mainstream media is anymore is it's not about giving you the news. It's, it's about, about money. Yeah, it's about it's making about a story. Clicks. Yeah. So they're going to get you the most crazy, the most wild story that they can. And if they're wrong about it, they'll just retract it and nothing will come of it. That's a problem. The state of the press and and just the media at large, from cable news to high-profile news, like newspaper uh, publications, to the stuff on Facebook, to your internet news like OAN and Newsmax and stuff like that, all like the whole gambit is easily and by far, and I would challenge anyone to argue with me about this, is easily the biggest threat to this democracy. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's... Devi- it's, it's every bit the most it's divisive. Dividing it, it's dividing us so much more than even just, like, politics are. You know, like, there's a lot of things about politics that you and me don't agree on. Like, the person oh, that yeah. I work with, we probably don't agree on hardly anything related to politics, but we're able to talk about it. Yeah. But if we start, like, citing our sources... It becomes a point of contention between the two of us because both of us are just champing at the bit to make sure that the other one knows that their sources are bullshit. Well, you know? yeah. Well, and this actually kind of comes full circle around to the Joe Rogan thing. So there's a reason that the media attacks Joe Rogan so much, and there's really no reason to. Like, yeah, I mean, mostly I what Joe does is Joe brings on experts, asks them questions, they answer the questions, and he just gives his opinions. Yeah. But the reason that they go after him so much, it, it's kind of crazy to He's me. He's influential. For sure. 
But that's why. It's because he's basically the number one name in media right now, and he's a threat to all these media outlets. Mm-hmm. He gets he takes away a lot, and and he definitely is not a fan yeah. of them. He doesn't talk highly of them, and so that's a threat to them. He's very influential, and if he's taking viewers away from them, then they have to try and take him down somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I definitely think that's a like, part of I, it. I can and they I can, can challenge him it. for sure. I don't really know. I mean, honestly. I don't spend a whole lot of time considering him because I just don't... Like, I personally don't care. I don't have anything sure, against... Sure, you're not, you're not... I don't have anything for or against him. Like, sure. like it's, it's fine, you know. But, like, the thing that I was saying earlier about him was not, like, influenced by media. Like, all, like, like I, I honestly have not even read an article about it. All that I saw was that the stuff that he said previously... Because, like you said, he's influential. It makes it makes it into headlines. Yeah. The things that he has said, I've seen quotes, and then I saw that he got it. Mm-hmm. And and like the stuff that I said to you about how I felt about that was just simply off of those two things. Sure. Which I don't think has a lot of spin on it. Well, no. But here's the thing: when they found out he took ivermectin, they really threw the book at him on that. Mm-hmm. But it he they he, it was prescribed by a doctor. It yeah. wasn't his choice to take that. His doctor said... Well, and I have heard that they have been prescribing that, but I think that they don't prescribe it in the form of horse dewormer. Of course not. I think that there's other chemicals in horse dewormer yes. that are a problem. Like, I, I understand what you're saying about saying that you can take a, like a... You have to take a large amount of ivermectin, but what about the other stuff in horse dewormer? Well, see, now that's just... They were... When they they specifically stated that this... this uh, And I'm just... I'm just reiterating what I heard. Yeah. Um, the horse dewormer itself, it would take a large amount of that to overdose on it or to get incredibly sick mm-hmm. is what I've heard. Is what I was... Yeah. But now I here's mean, the I don't thing. Know. So do we really think there's a lot of people out there taking this horse dewormer or did like four or five people do it and then... There's definitely like... It blew up. There was definitely like a fair amount... You got to remember, we're living in the... Like in we're the living stupid age, yeah. I mean, we're living in the same society that like had to like you know fucking eat Tide Pods, yes, to be cool. See, so like, and I just is it more than four or five people? I think yes. So here's the thing: the hydroxychloroquine thing. There was plenty of people. I'm not going to say there was hundreds of thousands, right. but like, if you told me that there were thousands of people that tried hydroxychloroquine or who, who tried aquarium cleaner. I wouldn't even remotely be surprised. See, here's the thing. I literally, my last episode, I just talked about how, like, this milk crate challenge, I love it because it exposes the idiots out there. And that's kind of how, like... It's like a Darwin Award kind of thing. Yeah. Survival of the fittest, man. If you're going to do this... I'm like, if you're stupid enough to take a chemical that isn't the... the, Just because it has that substance in it, Mm -hmm. if you're stupid enough to take that chemical and get sick from it, you kind of deserve it because you didn't really do the research. You're just going to consume... I'm I'm not saying they... You know what I mean? I'm not advocating people get sick and die from their stupidity. Right. But it's kind of like, if you're stupid enough to, to play, drink... I mean, I saw the title of it. You said stupid games. It said stupid games. And yeah, like, that's exactly Dude, what I love the phrase, man. Yeah. You play stupid games, win, win stupid, stupid pri- prizes. Yeah. And know? unfortunately, death can be one of those stupid prizes if you're stupid enough to, to do something. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like, if you're going to do something that you... Well, no, is potentially a bad idea. Then you can't turn around and be like, "I can't believe this happened to me." Well, and it's almost like you can think about that in the fact of like, 
skateboarders. You know, skateboarders do risky things and they get hurt. And, and when they get hurt, we don't sit here and go, oh my God. Yeah, like, how, how did this happen yes. to them? I mean, they know the risk. Especially they're if taking. they're like not wearing a helmet. You right. know, like if you're going to try to do like flips and tricks and stuff, you should wear a helmet. And if you don't and you get brain damage, you knew what am I supposed to do? Feel pity for well, you? Yeah, exactly. It's like you knew the consequences. And it's like, but we're not all like freaking out about all these, you know, people not wearing helmets. Like, yeah, we understand that you're supposed to. Everyone knows that. But mm-hmm. the people who get hurt from it, I mean, that's yeah. on them. But now, anyway, I want to real, real quick before we yeah, get too good, far off good. subject. The whole point I was trying to make was with the ivermectin uh-huh. and with the money, the um, hydroxychloroquine. Hy- hydroxychloroquine, and th- not just that though. What's the money? The anti, uh, the monoclonal. Yeah, monoclonal antibody antibodies stuff. and stuff. Yeah. So these can they're basically being used as treatments, correct? Yes. I mean, but, I like I know for a fact the monoclonal. Grandma got monoclonal. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's here's where. I, I draw a lot of skepticism from this and it really kind of this is probably my highest bit of skepticism through all of it Mm -hmm. the reason that and here's my belief the reason they're so fast to denounce these as treatments and and try to basically nobody is denouncing monoclonal but it's they denounced they denounced hydroxychloroquine because it didn't work okay they they aren't denouncing they aren't denouncing ivermectin Okay. They are denouncing people eating horse dewormer. Of course. But but they kind of are denouncing it because they have to. Because if the uh, the um whatever what's it called the emergency whatever for the uh for the vaccine, mm-hmm. they it cannot be in effect if there are treatments. It's part of the the whole system. Well, no, there certainly can be. I mean, we like we as far take, as I know, we it's take part a of the flu vaccine, and we still take treatments if we get right, right. right. But there's flu. not an emergency like. I don't think that there's anything like that, dude. Like we're all just trying to make it so that less people die. No, no, no. But, but treatments are. But there fine. is a there is like an emergency uh, use authorization yes. for the vaccine. Yes, and that can't be in place with if there's treatments for said vaccine well i mean like you said at this point the fda has all has approved it. approved it so now that stuff can just go away sure. but i don't really think that i don't know if that's the case but dude. doesn't that's as I don't, far as i know it is dude because but doesn't I mean, that you think kind you of... think that the law is written like okay like if this is emergency use because a bunch of people are dying but then there's a but then if there's a better treatment then you just have to take that off the market no 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 you think not, that's not how a the better treatment written? but but if, if, a there, if there is, is a, a treatment, if there is a then they have of, to take it off the market. No, no, no. They have to. They, they can't have the the um. What's what I we just the emergency said. use? Yeah. They can't have that in like that. Cannot be in place. The vaccine can still be available, but the uh-huh. emergency use cannot be. Is 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 void? If there's treatments available. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And the problem now here's where things get fishy and get kind mm-hmm. of is now we're talking about big pharma. The money aspect. Yeah, well, of it you're all. you're not gonna you're not gonna hear any argument from I'm me. I'm just saying, about like big pharma they, being. So it's a money grab. Uh huh. And and because they want that emergency use. In play. Well. Honestly, though, like big pharma is the people who is also like creating the pills of ivermectin, or mm-hmm. is is creating the monoclonal antibodies, and well, is doing and they, all of these treatments. They also don't. The other reason they don't want these treatments to be, you know, hyped up or talked about as much is because they're, 
easily available. And and you know, a lot of places can make these mm-hmm. rather than, you know, there's only a there's only a handful of places that make the vaccine. Right. I it's mean, all I corporate, know. man. Like, it's it's all money. Every everything that happens, yeah, I've come to find out. Everything that happens, media, po- politics, yeah. everything is I don't know, monetary. Like, well, you, dude, you're talking. You're talking to a Bernie Sanders supporter. Like you're not gonna. Yeah, no, and, you're not gonna get any argument from me. But with that, should you know everything should be skepticized as to why are we doing it this way? Because of mm-hmm. like. It, it's a money thing. I mean, the skepticism always has to land on the proper shoulders, you know. And and what you're talking about there is definitely correct, you know. I think that laying skepticism on the media is definitely important, as I just did, like in this last little part of this conversation. But it shouldn't be, it shouldn't kind of like overstep skepticism of billionaires and of CEOs and you know the people that are really in charge here see the problem okay yeah and I, I know what you're saying the problem that like this is where it gets really confusing is it's like to not be skeptical of the media it's like well, I wasn't meaning to not no 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 I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this correctly you're cool so like you said it's um what how did you put it basically i was just saying that we got to make sure to lay the skepticism at the right door sure you know so, and, and and it does belong at the door of the media but even more so it belongs at the door of ceos and billionaires which okay yeah. honestly the skepticism of the media is laid at their door too because the people who own the media companies are billionaires. Right. Who are doing it for a purpose. The people who... I mean, think about this. Think about this. You have Fox News. And you know that those guys are like the ass end of anything that I'm going to say about mm-hmm. the media most of the time. They're I don't all... really like any of them. I don't like yeah, MSNBC all... very much. I really don't like CNN very much at all. But like, here's the thing about, about Fox News... The people on there, and like we can just say Tucker Carlson specifically, are the people who want to cast all of the doubt on the vaccine. And we can we can sit here and try to generate hypotheses as to why, like there being a Democratic president in the house, like in the White House right now. But what really so? And I mean, all of them are doing it. Everyone except for Chris Wallace is sitting there and he's casting doubt on the vaccine and on the medical community and on everything that's being said and on whether or not we should be, like, taking this seriously. Well, guess what? Every single person on Fox News is required to get the vaccine and is required to undergo hygiene, like, uh protocols and stuff mm-hmm. to try to keep them from spreading it so like well and it's it is it's funny to me because like if there's anything we've really seen in the last what four or five years with this whole division thing it's tribalism and so it's like right. like that's what it is it's all tribalism it's like mm-hmm. what team do you play for but it's because it's profitable exactly now here's the thing too you're right it it seems pretty, f- like, crazy. And I just want to make it a point that I... And I think I've made it clear. Like, I'm not... I, I'm skeptical of it, but I don't denounce the vaccine by any stand. Mm-hmm. Like, especially now that it's FDA approved. 
Yeah. Like, I don't think it's unsafe. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe I will get it at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's like, more than anything, the reason I haven't got it is because I... Well, I mean, I don't get a flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it's more due to the fact that I'm not afraid of it myself. Yeah. I mean, my biggest reason for getting it is that I work in an elementary sure. school. I basically had to. Like, it wasn't required, but I'm just saying, like... And if I was going to get it and get it and get it... And if you've noticed, you know, most of my skepticism doesn't come from the medical field or the science field. Like, mm-hmm. I trust medical and science as much as I can trust anything. Mm-hmm. The My... my Skepticism comes from the politicization of it and the like just the media getting honestly though that stuff that I'm skeptical of. Yeah. But anyway, I just real quick want to go back to this like tribalism thing because it is crazy that one news outlet would be skepticism like skeptical of like the science of it even though I mean let's be honest like hardcore republicans have always kind of been skeptical of science. <laughs> yeah, but um, it is interesting in the fact that they are doing that when it's science is pretty hard to debate, you know. Well, dude, I mean, but, you're talking about the people. I I had I had a discussion. Like, I'm sorry, quick, quick digression about what you just said right there. Like, this is what the problem is. I had a conversation a couple of years ago with a friend who's very conservative. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the wage gap between men and women. Mm -hmm. And I told him, because, like, this was something that was talked about in my social psychology classes. I I read peer-reviewed scientific journal articles. These are as free from politics as can possibly be. This is literally just data like that is collected through an experiment they they tell you exactly how the experiment is done to take out any chance of biases the data and then an interpretation of the data and when i say the interpretation of the data i mean they say like this is what this number means and this is what and so that's what it this is how you apply it to the concept that we were doing and so when it came to the wage gap they they did things where um the the part that we were talking about was the fact that one aspect of the wage gap is that women don't get high paying jobs because mm-hmm. of a glass ceiling and what they did to test this is that they went a set with a like scientists went to several companies w- like without telling them without revealing who they were or, or anything like that and all that they did was they generated applications and they made it so that they were uh very similar qualifications very similar education i mean everything the the applications were very similar the only thing that was different yeah. were names so you had oh, you, we talked about this before yeah we, did we talk did, about this on here yes we did okay well then you know i'll abridge this but basically so i so i talked about this stuff with this conservative friend and i said like and in the science sh- like had massive evidence showing that the wage gap is real and after spewing all of these facts and all of this data he looked at me and he just said, well, dude, the scientists are liberal. And that, you can't argue with that. When you say to me, like, yeah. science is hard to debate, that's true, unless if you just choose to say that it's bullshit. Right, you which know? is uh, most arguments politically yeah. anyway. I mean, you like, can Political your... arguments are almost in, impossible to get into with people because it all comes back to, you know, 
Well, I mean, some you can. some form. Yeah, but if if you're both like you open minded just... and like actually can like yeah, like lucid and can actually listen to another person. Yeah, and can like take in information and mm-hmm. and make judgment based upon that information. But if you're just so staunch in what you believe that you're just gonna. Come like, back with a oh well yeah, that's just bullshit yeah. because it doesn't because it's cause it doesn't confirm what I believe yeah exactly and that's basically what that came down to like I told him like I told this person I was just like dude like I can't even like th- there's no point in me even saying anything to you if you're just gonna be like dude those facts are just bullshit because I don't believe them then <laughs> there's no point what are the chances that Fox News and all and, and CNN and MSNBC and all these news all outlets are kind of just in cahoots with each other though. And they're kind of it's kind of like okay, we're going to be team mm-hmm. red. We're going to we're going to promote this right. angle because it's here's the thing of it too. Mm-hmm. There's no denying that they are so it's not so much that they're like kind of this or they're kind of left or they're kind of right. They're pretty strongly one way or the other. Right. And and like almost to the point of like sometimes they say really insane things that are like you won't ar- you won't get any argument from so, me on so that on the other I, side. like this is just a, a complete conspiracy theory here that what if they're just in cahoots and it's all about like okay uh-huh. you drive up the point on this side and then we'll we'll fucking counter it completely yeah. opposite just so we further can further divide the people make it so that more people just glom onto the whole thing we share the profits it all rises yeah. well it's like we it's not a conspiracy dude well, it's like we that know- happens everywhere yeah. in in this capitalist system that we have created. I don't know if the thing that you're saying exactly happens. I don't know. Would I be surprised? I wouldn't be. Not in the slightest. I do think that if that's not what's happening, then probably the more like watered down and boring version is just that Fox News has realized that they have a target demographic and they're going to go as hard as they can in in that direction. Whereas NBC, MSNBC and CNN have found their demographic and are tailoring their stuff as hard as they possibly can. And the more extreme you make it, the more that you polarize a person and the more that they are going to feel like they need to go back to this same thing. Have their worldviews affirmed while they're feeling like they're being informed. You know... I think I said all that correctly. But, you know, I mean, that's like the watered-down, boring version of what I think is going on. With what you're saying, that could very well be the thing, too. Because that does. that That is... And, I mean, you know me. I'm not a fan of capitalism because of... Greed. I, I mean, and that's not to say that I'm a communist. Sure. I think that I probably trend a little bit in the socialist direction. Um... But I think that one of the biggest problems with capitalism, especially the way that we've built it, where it's largely deregulated, is that everybody tells me that um, the point is that it's supposed to be competitive. It keeps prices low because businesses have to compete with mm-hmm. one another. However, that's not what happens. Well, what happens just... is they get together and they hike their prices together. Yeah. And this happens... like. And this is a human nature thing. It's not even just like a like a like a bullshit high profile CEO kind of thing. They had a guy on eBay, um, and he and he posted this on Reddit. But he uh, 
he posted a Super Nintendo game. I don't remember which one it is, but it's one that markets for like $125 and he and he posted it for like 60 bucks. Because he wasn't there to make this this giant profit and make a bunch of money. He just wanted to sell the game and get a little bit of money and he knew that he was going to be able to do it if he listed it that low. And he got a a message from another guy who is also selling the game on eBay, who is basically demanding him to raise his price because there's only so many of these games on the market. They own this much market share, and it's so much more profitable if everybody... Value. Yeah. But that's the thing. If you own something, you can set the market value. Yeah. Well, this guy, he took down his listing for the game and then put it back with all of his photos plus a screenshot of that message from that seller and dropped the price by a dollar. Well, yeah, but that's just like, it. Just to, like, but that's his. He owns part of that market value, mm-hmm. so he can. He can, he basically has the power to set said market value. Like if he if he sells it for lower, then the market value lessens. Yeah, and that's what's supposed to happen. Right. Like I understand. Like on paper, but here's that's how capitalism is supposed to work. See, now here's here's what I understand though. Doing that is technically illegal. To to hike prices like that. Well, it, it. I mean, I mean honestly, like obviously, if you do it like Martin Shkreli style, where you like take like a you know, you know you know him right, the diabetes guy, the diabetes drug guy who like overnight hiked the price by like like twelve hundred percent and like I'm not aware. he's he's a big deal, dude. Like I bet you, if I bring up his picture, you'll recognize this guy. His name is Martin Shkreli. Okay. He he's a pharmaceutical guy. He had a life saving drug. And overnight, he suddenly decided that he was going to hike the price, like, I mean, over tenfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, now he is in prison. Yeah. So, like, hiking the price like that certainly is illegal. However, if they all get together and they just... Sure. But as far as I know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Like, conspiring with each other like that? Mm -hmm. Like, if, if, let's say, you know, whatever... One milk company gets with another one, and then and they, they both conspire make this to idea do that together. And it's proven that they are doing that. It is illegal. Yeah. And but the the fly in the ointment is what you just said. This, they're not going to make it obvious. I yeah. mean, we're we like we decentral or we uh, deregulate business so much that at this point, like this kind of stuff doesn't happen. We also make a thing where, or we also have a lot of laws in place to keep something from becoming a monopoly. Mm-hmm. You want to be the one to tell that to Disney? Well, These guys get to do what they want. Yeah. You know, saying that's illegal, it doesn't really matter anymore. The law applies to people like you and me. Yeah. Well, and that's definitely, that comes from greed and just... It, corruption. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And it's like, yeah. Now, here's the thing, too, I want to real quick say about the media is I do think there's a scramble in the in all, in all like, mainstream media because I think they kind of see the writing on the wall that it's kind of becoming... It's becoming obsolete yeah, by it's this ki- generation it's, and the generation below It's us. becoming the newspaper at this point because online consumption is so high. And again, this is kind of why they go after podcasts. Like they're going after Joe a lot because he's the number one name well, in yeah, podcasting. I mean, he's like he's like the face of podcasts, right? You and know? and like that was completely by accident that that even happened. Mm-hmm. It, but you know, it's there's a lot of other podcasters out there who specifically deal with political stuff or deal with like most most podcasts are very like specific 
in what their like content is about. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there's there's literally tons of them out there. There's a podcast for anything. Exactly. And like there's a, a Substack. Have you heard of Substack? I don't think so. Substack is like a site where independent journalists like mm-hmm. post and pub and publish like inde- it's it's a group of like very well-known independent journalists like uh Barry Weiss I think is on there. Mm-hmm. And uh and it ranges from, you know, conservative or or liberal mindsets or where they stand yeah, or just but whatever. but the the researching and like the actual like reporting seems to be more along the line of what it used to be as far as like more being reputable yeah and mm-hmm. more like they're gonna tell the truth whether it contradicts their political ideals or not well, and I think that that's probably the answer to the media problem is that there needs because it's it has to be about money that is that is the country that we have created yeah. is that it has to be about money. So what it has to be is that you need to make one that bills themselves as a reputable company and then actually puts it up. Yeah. And they can do it just like that by having both sides or all sides and honestly all sides cuz there can be I mean like the political spectrum yes. is a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be as liberal as possible or as conservative as possible. And that's the it problem with mainstream media right now. Is it, they're literally as far on the left or as far yeah. on the right. They're so, so like fine, go ahead and do that but be both. Yeah. And be everything in, in between. between. Yeah. And that way anyone can come to it but make it okay, but even like no matter how polarized you're going to be, like if you're going to get somebody on there who writes articles like like you know people from uh like Breitbart mm-hmm. or the or the Drudge Report like fine that's fine but tell them that if they're going to have stuff on your site that they have to back it up and the site itself needs to have moderation that's actually going to look at this shit and see if somebody's just bullshitting people and trying to fool people and then if they do then those people are kicked off and then you can take that and you can bill that to the people as a reputable news site that has all perspectives. Because right now we try to say it's free from perspectives. Bullshit. It's never going to happen. So make it all perspectives. Yeah. But make it real. And then and then you bill it that way. I mean, I guarantee you that people like you and people like me and everyone in our generation and everyone below our generation that has any interest in the news at all is going to like that and is going to respect that and is going to consume that. Yeah. Well, and like that's a big problem with Substack right now is that nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's is it moderated? What do you mean? Oh, I I don't really know the ins and outs of it honestly. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that is important I I don't know about this for sure and I I'm, I'm pretty sure is it's a subscription base. So you mm-hmm. pay and that's I think that's a big problem with big media now too is it's free. Yeah. So it all all their it all has to be AdSense. Yes. Like or and so and ads. those ad companies can kind of they're in cahoots and all that. Well, yeah. Too. I mean, we're talking once again about corporate, right? And so back when, like, you know, the Wall Street Journal, which is still a probably more reputable journalist site than in the mainstream mm-hmm. right now, the Wall Street Journal. But you know, back when newspapers, you subscribe for a newspaper, you pay for the newspaper, mm-hmm. and well, you still pay for a subscription to like the Washington Post or the okay, New York Times, yeah. and that's probably why they're still so like more closely on uh, like being more reputable yes because they they don't however i will say as somebody who is pretty liberal leaning spoiler alert 
the Washington Post really drew my ire because I found out something. Because it, it became very interesting to me that the Washington Post would never, ever run a single article about Jeff Bezos or about Amazon. I Yeah, I heard about this. I did hear about this. Well, because, guess who owns the Washington own, Post, yes, you yes. know? Right. And then when I found that out, then I was like, well, this is all bullshit, too. Like, if you can't be unbiased about one thing, mm -hmm. then you can't be unbiased about anything. Yeah. Well, I mean... They're the ones that broke that Hunter Biden story. Yeah. And then it got squashed because that was not a good story to have at the time. I also kind of think that... Did it matter? Like, I understand. I understand. However, Hunter Biden was not running for president. Sure. Okay, but... It, it had nothing to do with, like, what that could and could not have done to the election. It had more of a factor to do, like... They literally just squashed that story because... You know, and that's there, there's a story to be had there, mm -hmm. and they're not reporting on it. Well, and I want any and all corruption and problems like to I, be like aerated. Yeah, you know? like my my problem with that had nothing to do with the fact that like his name was Biden, mm -hmm. and everything to do with the fact that like obviously they did squash that story because it involved around that around his father, mm -hmm. but. The fact that there was a story to be told there, there, there was actual evidence to even be, you know, investigated. Right. And it was just chosen not to be investigated. Like, they were just like, we're not going to talk about this and we're not going to investigate this. Even though there was things that... And even if those investigations came up uh -huh. with nothing to add to it. I kind of think that it's it. irresponsible to blow up a massive news story about something that hasn't been investigated yet. But it, ha but it was... Like, they were investigating it and then they were told not to investigate it anymore mm -hmm. i just think that they should report on it after they've investigated sure because of that same problem that we were talking about yeah because then you have to retract yeah <clears throat> or retracting yeah so yeah the media is fucked yeah and and i do think <laughs> that's like that's like the the summary of this whole episode well, so well kind of but i mean we talked about the vaccines and shit too but yeah, i mean i would true. i would and we've talked i feel like we talk about media every single time i just i do truly think Thinking that like is really like that interesting to me eventually it's going to have to come down to like you i mean we pay for netflix we pay for fucking this other shit why shouldn't we pay for like the news we're consuming yeah. and and if these if these Journalists aren't influenced by lobbying or advertisers or whatever people want to like make them promote, and they're like, "Hey, you, we want you to talk about this, otherwise it's going to affect our our sales." Right. If rather they're getting their money through the consumer itself, they're liable to be more loyal to that consumer. Yeah. And report more honestly and more to to the. They have nothing to gain. From not reporting the truth, you know, because they're not being influenced, and I think that's the future. I think that's where it needs to head. Is people just they find their journalists that they like and they subscribe to them for three bucks a month, four bucks a mm -hmm. month, whatever it may be. I think that like diverging viewpoints and things like that should probably be prom <clears throat> promoted as well. Absolutely, I hundred percent agree. That's why I listen to like. You know, I'm like I said, most most of the things I listen to aren't political. Mm -hmm. It's if it is political, it's comedically political, right? So, but I mean, it's but important like, to have your finger on the 
Sure. You know. But, you know, I just... I know what you mean. It's exhausting and rather depressing... And if and if ultimately I'm just if ultimately I'm just gonna fucking die anyway, and if I have no control over any of it, really, like mm-hmm. as a one single person, then I'd rather like live my life without the stresses that all that stuff. Yeah, well, and of course, like like with what I said there for a second ago, I don't mean like that it's important that you, like, ingrain yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And, of course, I stay relatively informed about mm-hmm. the the important things going on. I mean, I think that being involved is important enough because, like, I mean, you do have a voice, however small it may feel at times, but if you choose to not have a voice, then you, then, like, you're making your complaint about having no power... You're the one that's making it that right. way. Right, but I'm just... I'm more speaking upon, like, you know... There's nothing I can really do about Afghanistan. Right. That's out of my... Like, I have no control over that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I know the story. Like, I know what's happening. But for me to sit here and just consume all this, like, yeah, negative know, like, yeah. stories... It's like, I can't do anything about that. And the thing that really irritates me, honestly, as far as, like, people in general... It's the people who, like complain about something or like have to like really like make a point about something but they're not going to do anything to like solve that Mm -hmm. you know that it's if you ask if it's like let's say just for example somebody's like the homeless crisis and that needs to be fixed it's like well what are you going to do about it oh nothing yeah it's like then why are you like why don't you go buy a pizza and go hand it to a homeless person yeah it's like I don't want to do that exactly like any small you know whatever it may be whether it's on a Whatever level, mm-hmm. anybody who like really raises a a fire about something, but then has no intention on doing anything about it, mm-hmm. it's like then why are you so worked up about this? I think it sort of varies a little bit from topic to topic. Like something that you know that I'm very like concerned about right now is the climate, mm-hmm. and like you know you can like kind of say that to me well what are you doing and like honestly i can give you the weakest possible thing in saying like well we recycle our plastic bottles but that's which something. we do but like you know i mean i i don't sit there you can only do and, so much that you can you know from your- i don't take cold showers and <clears throat> you know and wash all of my clothes on cold and and you know try to reuse you know everything and stuff like that so it's not like i'm sitting here becoming this massive climate person but i think that one of the things about it is that the the effects of climate or the effects the things that are causing the biggest effect on the climate are being done by 10 percent of the of this population and it's being done primarily by like a hundred companies mm-hmm. and me like if i was to go completely green and like reduce my carbon footprint to nothing mm-hmm. i would have no effect right at all you know, and so it's really hard for me to say, like, okay, here's what I need to do. Because what I think that I need to do is, like, figure out a way to destroy oil refineries, and I can't do that. Well, that's just it. It's like, now we're back to the whole point of, like, nothing I do is going to make a difference. Uh-huh. But, I mean, we... In, in, you know, in some things. But, like, I still... And we can certainly, like, yeah, we'll, talk about it. Yeah, and people. you can certainly, like have your opinion about it and stuff but i think what happens a lot of the times is people who you know kind of have that opinion and like really 
it's yeah. it's not a it's I mean, not always like, about it's not always about trying to promote change as much as it's trying to promote look i'm on i'm yeah. on this side well, like i guess like what i'm saying this is what i is stand that, like, for you know i don't take cold showers and and you know line my roof in in solar panels but i'm also not going to tell you that you're a douche if you don't right you know well, it, yeah it, it's it just seems a lot of what's happening too is it's it's posturing people want to posture and be like <laughs> yeah, like see, yeah. See, I'm good because I, do, yeah. you know, because I believe in this. It's not even that I'm doing anything about it. It's that I just I believe in it, and I'll tell you about it. Well, yeah, do like in anyone who virtue signals, you know, is bullshitting you. Well, but that's another real problem that we have in this, like, going on currently is your social status like the the way you vote the what you think what you believe in your your political not just political alignments but like your social alignments all this stuff well yeah and just where your where your views line up on any social issue your social status is kind paramount. of it's becoming currency at this point mm-hmm. like that's why that's why all this cancellation stuff well you cancel- do have social currency like that is a yeah, thing. But it's, it's never been as big as it is now. That's an internet thing, though. Right. And I think that's a problem, though. How do you fix it? You can't, really. I mean, honestly, dude, the way that you fix it is that you get rid of social media sites. That'd be great. That would, Yeah, <laughs> dude, that would solve practically every problem that we've talked about this entire time. For sure. Now, here, like, I'm just, I'm just saying, and I'm not saying that there's going to be a fix to that. I'm just saying it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where a lot of this cancellation stuff comes from. It's not necessarily because the company disagrees every time with what that person did or said or whatever. It has more to do with the fact that it looks bad because that's what the public views it as. Well, I mean, that's been a thing forever. I mean, granted, like like the 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 vengeance that is enacted upon you by society is swifter and pow- and more powerful than ever before. But I mean. It's because it's more readily forever. available for people to you do You know, so. I mean, like, if you if you were a church leader and you slapped up your wife, chances are you weren't going to be a church leader for very long anymore right. in the small town that you lived in. You know, I mean, well, this kind of stuff has been a thing forever. It's funny, too, because I remember hearing a podcaster talk about how, like, it's so interesting the fact that, like, a guy like um, Harrison Ford, you know, he was like so like the the concept behind Harrison Ford back in the day was he was like this massive star, overly beloved, everybody loved the guy. But it's like if social media existed then, oh, you'd hear about how much of a piece of shit he was, yeah. how many people hated him because nobody heard about how much people hated him. Dude, you want to hear something insane that I think about in regards to this cancellation stuff? <clears throat> you know who's somebody that is still held in like pretty high regard in the circles of people who care about this person steven tyler you want to know something Hmm. about steven tyler he's the lead singer of aerosmith for anyone that doesn't know you want to know something about steven tyler closer yeah it just seemed to drift away kind of like running away from me i think it's like oh my god i think it's just guys fucking nuts i think it's just tilting um okay so here's something that you may not know about steven tyler when Steven Tyler was younger in Aerosmith, but still very much like an adult, he over made, 18. He made love in an elevator. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. Anyway. But he uh, was, or he had a groupie who kind of went along with him in Aerosmith, who was, I think, 16 years old, or maybe 15, actually. And he fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. And so he went 
to this girl's like after like you know doing drugs with her and a bunch of stuff and kind of forging a relationship with this 15 year old girl he went to her parents and he basically persuaded them to um sign over guardianship to him so that he could marry her Mm -hmm. and he did and they had a sexual relationship for i can't i think maybe a year but he impregnated her and she miscarried and it was this awful thing and she like wanted to kill herself and just doing all these drugs and then he just kind of like up and ditched her like after a couple of years as she's still a minor and like this is a thing that happened when was this I mean, in the 80s, oh, okay. you know, or whatever, like when Aerosmith was, well, it's kind of like, like really, really like doing their whole thing. And like, I mean, like, this is a really fucked up thing. I mean, this is like, this is like, you know, like taking advantage of a minor. It's having sex with a minor. He knocked her up. She miscarried. She was having all of these mental problems and all of it was because she was groomed and like, I mean, he's, he's a predator in this situation you know i mean i don't like can you argue with me about that like it's really fucked up yeah i mean you know and like nobody talks about that well it's like, like even still well it's like think about like a guy like michael jordan who's still so highly you know touted and and praised dude dude was a degenerate gambler mm-hmm. he was a fucking asshole like yeah. to his te- to teammates to you you know he was he, it's very well documented that he was an asshole and like he was he he beat he, he i pr- i don't want to say this out of turn pretty sure he like abused his wife mhm i think that i heard that too i don't know it for a fact and the whole and the, the only reason i say this is, is like look how much heat a guy like lebron gets who is squeaky fucking clean does all the right things he's a great player he's a great like in the uh, as far as like social uh, I don't want to I mean, say social he, justice, but like for for I mean, he voices his opinion. But yeah, like there's but, nothing wrong with that. But he's never cheated on his wife. He's ne he's never hurt his kids. I can't say that I've ever heard of him ever like leveraging any sort of like violence against anyone. Right. Yet he gets all this hate, and then you got a guy like Michael Jordan who is kind of a degenerate who has done these things. Yes, and is regarded as the greatest yeah, of all he's, time. Yeah, he's a hero. Yeah. And it's like, it, if Michael Jordan lived today, it'd be a whole different story. Yeah. You know, and that just, that's just kind of part of it, though. It's like, you're a product of your time, and, like, the time will catch mm-hmm. up with you, and it's just a matter of, like, whether what you... It's you've... kind of funny, the people who get things and the people who don't get things, though, because, like... I mean, I, I just told you this thing about Steven Tyler, and... um I th- I'm pretty sure that I heard on the radio the other day that Aerosmith is the highest grossing rock band ever. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think I heard something like that. But if they're not, they're up they're there. They're up there. They're up there. And, like, you still don't hear anything about that. But what about, like, Morgan Freeman? Like, Morgan Freeman has not hurt anyone in years and years and years. There was and, allegations. In decades. And then there was some allegations. And, like, his career is now coming back. But it was hurt for a long time. Like, he got got it. I think it just kind of... I think a lot of it depends on... Like, see, I heard about that story. I I haven't heard... I hadn't heard about the Steven Tyler thing until now. So I think it depends on, like, what's reported and and how far people want to go to, like, report these things. mm -hmm. Well, it's funny, too, because, like... 
I mean, Ted Nugent did the same thing. Okay. I did know that. I yeah. heard. See, I did not know about. I was talking to this. I was I, talking I, about when this you were someone, and they were like, dude, that was Ted Nugent. And I was like, no, yeah. it was both of them. When you to- when you were telling me that, I was like, I've heard this before, but I didn't know it was Steven Tyler. Yeah, Ted Nugent's the one who. Ted who Nugent did it too. Exact same thing, yeah. He also has that song. I don't remember what it's called. But he, I think it's called, like, Jailbait. Yep. And he's got that... F- yep. Dude, that song it's, makes my skin crawl. It's disgusting, yeah. It's... Oh, dude. Uh, Tim, ha- I've, I've can you imagine, you- it, like, making a song? Like, you make songs. Like, could you imagine, like, being like, dude, I have a great idea for a song. Check this out. I, t- I've told you about Tim Dillon a lot. Yeah. He does a great... They're, one of the podcasts, he talked about that. And it was just, like, this insanely funny bit about just, like, how insane that was. Yeah. The whole jailbait thing, including all that stuff. Yeah, crazy. Dude, Ted Nugent is an absolutely disgusting, vile, human piece of shit. Uh, I okay. just don't get it. So, here's... I, I want to ask you a question here, too, because we've talked a lot about the cancellations and shit like that. Yeah. But I do want to ask you this. Do, do you feel like there is a level of separation from artist and person? Okay, that's actually really cool because there's something that I want to bring up about. Or there's the, I have like the best thing in my view to talk about that, and that's Tommy Vexed. Mm-hmm. And so Tommy Vexed, for I guess anyone who doesn't know, is was the lead singer of a band called Bad Wolves. And if you like rock music at all, you should check them out. You know them. Because they're amazing. Yeah, they're pretty popular. Like, they're pretty radio they're friendly. They're so cool. Yeah, I love Bad Wolves. Um, I mean, you know who they are. They actually just released their new song with their new guy, mm-hmm. DL. I haven't heard it yet. I just heard a clip on about, or I heard a clip of it this morning. It sounds like it's really good. It sounds like DL's got a really similar voice. Now, which... what happened with all okay, that? Okay, so here's what happened. Because I'm, I've heard rumblings, <clears throat> but I'm not. Okay, here's what happened, and this is going to be a mixture of things that I've read, things that have been said by the band and the record company, and things that have been said by him. And I've looked at his Twitter, I've looked at articles, I've looked at all kinds of things. Because I really cared about this. The yeah. Bad Wolves is one of my favorite bands. They're amazing. Okay. Um, so what happened was, Tommy Vext was kicked out of Bad Wolves. And this was shortly after he really got into like pro-Donald Trump conspiracy theories. <clears throat> and he was kind of saying a lot of stuff about that. My throat is killing me. Um, and need some more water. Yeah. Um, I just go get one. Just keep talking. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. So he got kicked out of the band, and and they, and it was like right as he was really getting into this stuff, and he was posting about it on Twitter all the time, and it was and and all this stuff, and so and and like let me just say that during a time that um thanks. During a time that racial, the the topic of race is very big in society. Tommy Vext, who is, uh, um, who is like half African American, half white, I believe, um, basically said that racism doesn't exist, uh, in like any or in like any like sort of backlash against. Uh, like minorities due to race is not a thing that exists. However, after he was kicked out of the band, he said that he was a canceled man, kicked out because his bandmates didn't like his political views, and kicked out by his record company because he didn't act black enough for them because he liked Donald Trump. These are quotes. Okay. Um, at the same time, he's also getting um, 
I think, like, divorced or broken up with by his wife or girlfriend because she's saying that he's being physically abusive to her. The band comes back and they say, like, no, dude, it's it's not because of the way that he... Or it's not because of the things that he believed. It's the way that he acted. It's the fact that he's... Basically, what they said is that he's a dick. He, like, he, he, he cannot be worked with. And he does have a history. There was an, another band that he was in. And during a practice, he jumped over a drum set and started beating up the drummer. Oh and God. got kicked out of it. And, like, I don't know if you've seen this dude. Like, he's have you big. seen... Like, he's he's massive. The dude is, like... Uh, the, the dude is a gorilla in a human mask, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he's enormous. And, like... Like... Like, I tend to kind of believe that this person is a dickhead because he's getting all of these things. He can't keep a relationship together. There was actually one time here, um, like a few months ago, he posted on Twitter and he said, he said, two weeks to stop the spread has now lasted longer than my last two relationships. And I'm kind of like, dude, that makes you sound like a real dick. Like, yeah, right. that doesn't, that doesn't really reflect well on you. And, um, he had like on his Twitter, the last time that I looked at it, somebody kind of trolled him and he a celebrity and a grown man started offering a ten thousand dollar bounty to anyone who could tell him where this internet troll was and he said that himself he because hmm. he was like sitting there like bragging and being like like you know person comes on here and trolls me i offer a ten thousand dollar bounty as to this troll's whereabouts troll blocks me on on twitter like as if he like was so cool and and beat this guy and proved like how tough he was and i'm like dude that is sad yeah you know so like i'm just saying like these these kinds of behaviors and things about his history seem to lend to what the band is trying to say and now he's Touring under the name Bad Wolves, but it's B4DW0LV3S. And like the record company was like, no, you can't do that. And so they sued him for copyright. And now he's talking about how they're targeting him because he's a canceled man and and all of this stuff. He was just here. Yeah, he was. I thought about going, but I honestly didn't want to hear the bullshit. I figured that he was going to get petty and annoying, and I just didn't want to. Did you go? No. Okay. Because I was curious if he did or not. Me and Amber talked about it, but in the end, we were just like, I don't really want to listen to it, man. Because yeah. I figured, you know, he was like in the middle of it, you know, he's going to be like, you know, just like, hey, Montana, you know, like, yeah. we all love Trump and we all hate my old band. And I was going to be like, oh my God. So anyway, so anyway, your question was a separation about of- separating those about separating the person and their views so like after all of this has happened and i don't care what his political views are like i don't care that he likes trump that's fine i don't agree with him and that's also fine but i do think that he's a dickhead i think that anybody who's offering bounties for the whereabouts of an internet troll is clearly like somebody who probably needs therapy sure you know what i mean and like acting the way that he does like he seems like somebody that i really really would not like and i really really disagree with a lot of stuff but you know what dude i still listen to all of those songs because his voice is amazing and those songs are really really good and i can sit there and i can think like and you know if i think about it really hard i can be like you know i probably shouldn't be listening to this because this guy sucks but like no because it's i can respect his art yeah you know that i really like uh magic the gathering Mm -hmm. and like 
they get some pretty like high profile digital artists to do the art on the cards. Mm-hmm. There was a lady named Therese Nielsen who uh you know also got into some conspiracy stuff and she started sending like personalized artwork to like some <clears throat> like right ring conspiracy YouTube channels and stuff. And the company who does that card game, Wizards of the Coast, ended up just cutting all ties with her. None of her art is ever going to show up on another card ever again. And I think that that sucks because her art is awesome. Mm-hmm. I have like several cards that have her art on them. And I, I absolutely adore every single one of them because she is an amazing artist. I don't agree with her views. But you agree I'm, with the separation of art and artist. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just curious. I do still think, as I said last time... You know, like kind of like saying what I said about Wizards of the Coast cutting ties with her. She went on this whole thing about being a canceled woman and how her freedom of speech had been restricted and all of that stuff. And I still stand by what I said last time. One, her freedom of speech is not being restricted because that is something that protects you from the government, not from another company. They can cut ties with you for any reason, anytime they want, and it's perfectly legal. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's fine. I think that if you act in a certain way that those that that the company says does not you know like align with their values whether it's a PR stunt or not which it usually is which it usually is because like again social status I mean the same thing with uh whatever uh, doesn't what was drive her name? sales Gina Serrano yeah, yeah, yeah is that her name yeah. like I don't have any argument towards or against Disney cutting ties with her not because I think that it's just but because that's perfectly within their well, rights. Because they ultimately, they they were worried that their stock was going to fall because it's a reputation of it. Thing. Yeah, and and it, of course, it all comes down to the profit. bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like I can, I can disagree with that all day. Like I don't like that. Sure, but it's fine. Any it's, company it's their can right do, to do that. So. Yeah, She's yeah, not a they're a private woman. company. She just needed to clearly find a different platform, which she did. She was doing a bunch of stuff with. Uh, Ben Shapiro. Well, the problem with being canceled, I think, really, is the fact that, like, if you're canceled by one thing, it's very hard to find it anywhere else. Yeah, it's hard to find new stuff. But... It's like, no, nobody else is really going to pick you up. I mean, anybody runs that risk, you know? Sure. I mean, there there was that... I can't even remember her name now, but there was some model or whatever who did that pose where she was posing with Donald Trump's bloody severed oh, head. Oh, yeah. You know? it was, and, like, uh, dude, she hasn't found work since. Yeah, no, it goes both ways. You know, ways. because that was disgusting. And it was disgusting. Well, actually, I, and I think she has cancer. Well, that sucks. Yeah. so I think Cancer that's, sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where I heard that, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I heard that. I can't, it was like Kathy something. Kathy uh, Lee Gifford. Or no. Yeah. Kathy Griffin. Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. And, like... Like, that was gross. You know, I think that there's a way to make that point in a way that's not gross. Yeah. And kind of or disgusting. It was a shocking... Yeah. And I'm not a big shock guy, so, like, I mean, you know, I looked at that as kind of like, ew, gross. Like, I don't like that at all, you know? And, like, you know, and she, she got she got the band hammer, too, and I think that that was perfectly justified as well. It you goes know? both ways. I do think that cancel culture is a problem, in some aspects, and I think that it's fine in other aspects. It's mob rule, really, because mm-hmm. it's not. That's it's the. It ultimately comes down to the decision of the company, right? But but they're pressured by the mob by by whatever mob. Well, they're pressured by public, like by the public um, perception, pers- or like in the in like the public. 
they're pressured by the public in total. But not just any specific mob. Like, I know we talk about right, the right, woke mob. No, and I wasn't even meaning that. I meant, like, the internet mob. And no, yeah. But here's the thing that kind of is more disturbing about the whole thing. Hmm. We're talking about, like, 10,000 people, maybe, that are, like, upset about these things. But, and then it gets blown up yeah. by the media... Mm-hmm. And made into a bigger thing where now everybody knows about it. But honestly, the thing is, is that there's not enough vocalization on any platform anywhere. Like, I, I know about the media, I get it. But there's, I don't see anything anywhere about, like, or any, like, large amount or, or a large community that's really fighting against this. And when you're a company that, because of profits, yeah. has to think about your bottom line. Of course. Whoever is the loudest in the end is the most heard. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if Gina Serrano says her thing, and all that Disney is really hearing is we like we hate this person, get her out of here. They're going to do it. it just, now, if they get an equal or larger uh, population that's saying it's fine, like we w- we will still support this show with her. Yeah, then they're not going to do it. Which, that one did have some pushback among... It had some. Well, no, I'm just saying, uh, uh, among a lot of these cancellations, that one actually had some public pushback. Which I actually think is kind of funny, because that one I think is justified. You know what I said last time, you don't talk about the Holocaust. You don't compare yourself to Jewish people during the Holocaust. That is a sure-fire way to get yourself cancelled. You just... If you don't have something really really interesting to say about the Holocaust, then you just don't bring it up. Sure. And actually, though, and I don't disagree necessarily, but I don't remember if I actually brought this up to you sometime off the podcast, Mm. but I did think of something after you had said that. Mm. And it is interesting to me that, like... It was off podcast. That's a talk to me about That's an interesting... Like, that's a good point. But yet, there was a lot of people... Comparing Trump to Hitler, but that was okay. Well, and what I said to you was that I disagreed with it as well. Right. You know, I am a person of German descent, and I'm somebody who has heard my fair share of Holocaust jokes. And I've got to remind people all the time that Germany was destroyed by Nazism. And if you want to find one person, if you want to find one class of people that hates Nazism, look no further than the German people. Well, yeah, because they, they were ravaged by it. You know, well, so they for still me, to like, this day have a black like, mark like on when, them. For... When people make those comparisons, it's gross. It's disgusting. I mean, but see, that... in, in both cases, so G- Gina says that conservative people are like Jews during the Holocaust. When they're getting, like, chemicals sprayed into their eyes to see if it turns them blue, and when it doesn't, they're getting buried alive by bulldozers? Yeah. You get back to me well, on sure, that. sure. And the same thing about Donald Trump being Hitler. When he's, like, gassing people en masse because they have the wrong hair color, get back to me on that. In the meantime, I can tell you that I do think that Donald Trump is a light fascist. Okay. I do believe that. But that's not and the, the but, same as Hitler. Yeah, I'm not making a Holocaust reference right. because I'm not going to. But the problem with all of that is... Is the fact that there was really no pushback from people saying that he was like Hitler, but there was massive pushback right. against what Gina said. Because I can it agree goes against you, a certain narrative. Because, yeah. No, and I can agree with you on that. And the thing is, is that like the people who are the most vocal when it comes to the... When it comes to 
cancellations is the woke people who are left-wing people and and because of that anything that goes against the left the left-wing narrative is going to get it and things that right but prepare. and here's the thing too though here's the thing that's like i said that is i guarantee you the people who are like highly vocal about all this stuff are the very a very small portion of the, of the people a in very, this very very vocal minority yeah but also a very yeah it just seems crazy to me though that this like minority controls dude it's the because outcome. they're so vocal i know i know and so, i i get like, it but it, that's just it, to though. be a vocal opposition and there's not right but that's what's crazy though is these are the people who have nothing going on in their lives enough just to like get on the internet and talk about it everyone else doesn't give a fuck Everyone else right. is just working and trying to live their best life, yeah. and these people are like the nobodies, like the 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 that do nothing in society. They just get on the internet and and yeah. blog. I guess I don't. And really these are the people control. Fact or not. I don't know. No, but it just seems are. that way. It feels that way. Like you, I like I'm just a working guy. I don't do, and that's just me. I can only speak from my perspective. It just mm. seems like the majority of people in this world, in in this country at least, don't give a fuck yeah. about most of that stuff. Well, dude, and I mean, I really don't. Like, yeah. I spend more time thinking about it here in this chair than I do anywhere else. Right. I'm you just, know. like, that was just no, my I, point. It just I seems, agree. It just seems crazy to me that this, like, small minority who Has is vocal. that much power yes. over other people's careers. Yes, exactly, exactly. Now, That's the only think, point I want to make on that. I do think that there are things that people do deserve the ban hammer for. Of course. You know, I mean, I think that people who are sexual predators deserve the ban hammer. Oh, 100%. Also, what do you think of Bill Cosby getting released? Insane. Well, okay. okay. I uh, no. I, this I, is a really hard one because, like, like, look, the the morality in me says that it is the, it is disgusting. It's obviously disgusting. Bill Cosby is a terrible person. But the However, way the way it legally played out, the way you can't argue with it. No, it's it's the way. That and I it and is. I agree with it. I, I think that that's I don't more even of a wanna... systematic problem. Yes. Than it is. A moral problem. Right. And I don't... We don't have to go any further than that. Yeah. Because I actually want to shift it before we run out of time. Yep. Let's do some top fives. Ooh, sick. Yeah, let's do it. So, just pick one. Pick whatever you want to do a top five on. All right. How about top five Jim Carrey movies? Ooh. <laughs> For you personally? Or, yeah, or... I mean... How about if we do personal, and then we can kind of collaborate on... Like what, what we, we think would think would be truly like the, is the true one. Yeah, yeah. What it would be. Okay. Outside of opinion, like what we think the general consensus is based on everything. Box office, like based on critical reviews, box office. Okay, okay, you know, okay. Just it's overall like like. Do you quality. have your top five? Um, I mean, I know like for me, Yes Man is going to be number one. I love that movie. Okay. Bruce Almighty is probably going to be. Number two. I'm going to... Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to say Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Mm-hmm. Or wait, which one? No. What was the second one? When Nature Calls? I yeah, it's right. When Nature Calls. The second one is in there for me. Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber, uh, Liar Liar, The Grinch, mm-hmm. my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. And he just kills that role. And then probably... God, that's close, because I like Yes Man and I like Bruce Almighty. But it would probably be between those two. Yes, man. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay, so I would say probably liar, liar, the Grinch, 
series of unfortunate events. Interesting. Honestly, that's because like those books were a big deal okay. to me. And okay. so like seeing Count Olaf come to life as like one of my favorite actors and done so well. Oh, he did a great job. Like it just it's so good, man. Like just and it's because of the connection with the books on top of it. That's my you know, okay. that's my personal. And then Bruce Almighty, yes, man. Okay. You know. Now if I was gonna give a critical top five I think Dumb and Dumber is probably number one. That's got to be number one. And it's mostly from cult, like, fandom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was huge at the time when it came out. But it's, like, probably the most memed or gift kind of... Dude, it's like the Beavis and Butthead of, yeah, of like... Yeah, it's the most cultural movie he's done. Mm-hmm. I'd say that is up there. I mean, Ace Ventura is going to be in there too. Ace, just the Ace Ventura, yeah. It's, Series in, in total. I'm not. I'm not ordering these in any particular way. By the yeah. way, yeah. I um, think that's really hard to do. I think the Truman Show would be up there. You think so? Because I was kind of thinking about stuff like the Truman Show and the Majestic, and like those are all really yeah, good movies, but you're people right. don't really know about. I don't know them. about top five. Maybe like the Truman Show is a really cool philosophical movie, but people don't know about it that much. I think the Grinch is in there. It would definitely people have to be know in there. about the yeah, Grinch. It's got to be in there. I mean, I would say Liar Liar, but I also feel like that one is kind of a under the radar one that people don't. I would say the Mask is one. And the t- mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the mask. I think that movie sucks. I kind of did like, too, but a lot of people, people like that. know it, and like I mean, it, it it is it very much plays into what made him so famous. Yeah, you know, I can see it being in there. And then prob- I think Bruce Almighty still gets in there. I mean, it yeah. spawned sequels. It was a big one, and people. It was big at that time. Yeah, like that was probably that was like his turning point movie. I think when he people- when he became less. Of like the wacky Jim Carrey mm-hmm. and more I mean, of the liar, liar was definitely a big part of that, like that transformation transition. for yeah. him. But, but he was like, still kind of. I think of... Bruce Almighty is one that like really solidified it. Yeah, you know, as like somebody who could actually like take on dramatic roles, be goofy in them, mm-hmm. but actually be able to be a dramatic character that was a real person and not just a cartoon character that's not right. You know. Okay. But Liar Liar was up there. Fun with Dick and Jane is a weird movie. I like it, but I it's... mean, I do like it too. But like, for like, I'm a big Jim Carrey fan, and I can't really say that there's ever been a time where I've been like, dude, you know what? I haven't seen in a long time, and I really wish I could watch it right now. Like that movie never hit the chord for you. It's okay. What about uh, Me, Myself, and Irene? Oh man, I haven't seen that so it's long. It's a good one. It's good. I just saw it like within the last year. Mm-hmm. I forgot how good that one was. It's definitely not in top five, either of them. But okay, let's get another one. Yeah, you pick one. No, you pick one. You're the guest. <sighs> I mean, I'm interested in the kinds of things that you would bring up too. Um, I'm trying to think of things that like are gonna be good for an audience as well. You know, what's one that I've actually done with a lot of people and is very interesting to see how people uh, consider it, especially when you find out how many things don't count is i always do top five um north american mammals oh my god that are native and i know that that's like the craziest thing ever but but like you know what part of it is is that when people think about this they realize that north american animals rock like, oh, people yeah. always think about the animals of Australia yeah. and the animals of Africa. But, dude, like, my top five wait, are wait. mammals. Mammals. 
And I kind of go with like large mammals because like yeah, yeah, yeah. like chipmunks and squirrels and stuff like whatever. And this isn't this obviously isn't like top five animals you want to be in the same room with. Right. It's just like the, you know the top five coolest. Now before you answer, let me real quick run through mine because I'm pretty sure I already know them all. I'm gonna say like one thing like a lot of people try to say horses, but horses are not native to North America, so those right, don't right. count. Okay, let me see. I think I can get this. Go ahead. So for me, it's elk. Because they're Elk just awesome, dude. Um, grizzly bears, bison, Ooh. gray wolves, and then my number one, which is also my favorite animal, are foxes. Red foxes. Okay. I would have to go, for me, I'd go grizzly bear, gray wolf, moose. Mm-hmm. Elk's a hard one not to say no to. I want to put a lynx in there. Yeah, lynxes are cool, and that's like that's like my honorable mention that didn't make it is like cougars. I got nah, cougars coo- are sweet, and then you got lynxes. I like a lynx because like, they're interesting. They're like they're, they're, they look cool. Yeah, and they're it's and just like kind of bobcats. Those are red lynxes, and they look awesome. And then I'd probably I'd probably say an elk too because elk are pretty badass. Mm-hmm. But like a bison's cool. Yeah. See, if you said animal, like just any animal, bald eagles in there for me too. Yeah, like I, there is something about a bald eagle, and I've all I've thought this since I was a kid. Honestly, though, like out of all of the raptors, like I'm really not as crazy about those. Like, I mean, you got like red-tailed hawks are super cool. Yeah. Um, like peregr- okay, peregrine falcons. I don't know if you like. I do know what they dude. Are. They can fly at like the fastest two hundred and seventy miles an hour. The like, I don't know how their skin doesn't just rip off their skeleton when they're going. I think they're the fastest animal. On they're Earth. the fastest animal on Earth. Yeah. Like if you count like walking, swimming, and flying yeah. speed. See, and it's like. I don't know. I think for me, a lot of it just growing up was just like the majesty of a bald eagle. Right. Just like until you look at one straight on, right? They look kind of weird. They look but, super weird. But they're fucking. They all, are really cool. always pissed. They off just. Well, they just like, especially like when you look at. I mean, like you know, like the really hardcore like America eagles. You know, like they just look so incredibly regal. Like, yeah. how can you not look at that and be like, damn, that's amazing. Um, okay, one more. One more top five. Okay, you do it. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to get more personal on this. And I'm going to say top five, like, nostalgic shows. Okay. Rather, let's... I'm not even going to go shows. Let's go cartoons. Okay. Or, hmm, children's shows. Because I want to include, like... Disney Channel stuff. Kind of, yeah. What? Because okay. you could say, like, Drake and Josh. Yeah, which I'm going to. Yeah, top that was five a very formative show. Nostalgic, like, most nostalgic, like, those are the ones that you want to go back and watch again. Okay. As an adult. And they, like, get you the most nostalgic. Okay. We're talking television run, not, car- not movies. Right. Okay, so for me, it's going to be hard to put this in an order, but I know that the ones that I'm going to put in there are going to be Drake and Josh... Teen Titans, which is another, like, absolutely formative show for me. Uh-huh. Um, you know that my favorite cartoon is the Powerpuff Girls, but honestly, that's not going to make the list of most nostalgic shows for me because I watched it a lot as a kid, but there's other ones that I just remember better that meant more to me at the time. Yeah. And that's, like, like Ed and Eddie's going to be on this list. That show, like, was pretty formative at the time, mm-hmm. you know? 
Um, okay, like the other one that's definitely in my head because I still quote it all the time. We all do. Like it is an absolute icon of our generation. We all quote this show almost every chance that we possibly can that it like that somebody yeah. says something that reminds us and it's SpongeBob. Hmm. I mean, dude, like you can think of every meme in the world that you know and i bet you i can match you one to one with a spongebob, SpongeBob meme, meme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it's, oh, yeah. it's insane so is that four so that's four i didn't watch the disney channel so nothing none of that is going to make it on here for me um let's see man something else that was just a big deal for me in my childhood i mean if we're gonna go like later i'd probably still have to say adventure time as okay. being a nostalgic show for me, even though I was a little older at the time. Fair enough. We'll go with that. If anything comes in your head, just yeah, put it out. Dragon Ball Z, for me. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm taking... Okay. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking out Adventure Time. It's gotta be Dragon Ball Z. I wasn't even thinking about Toonami shows. Yeah. Because, like, dude, I watched so much Mobile Suit Gundam. So much Pokemon. Yeah. So much Zoids. I could almost just make a list on, like, just this but animes. See, and I wasn't really super into, like, like, animes as a kid. Like, Dragon Ball Z was basically it. But uh, Dragon Ball Z... Oh, you know what? I'm taking out Dragon Ball Z. It's Sailor Moon for me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, dude, I... I, You know, you've got the... You know the Sailor Moon story. Yeah. Where I threatened to punish a kid. That's a good one. Pretending to be her. (laughs) And Ed Nettie's in there for me, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Power Rangers. And then that's four. I'd probably say God, most nostalgic. I'm like trying to look around. Look at all your shows that you have yeah. there on the. Um, I don't know. Nostalgia when I look back on it, and I'm just like, I, I'm immediately put back into my like where I was when I was watching it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say. Hmm. I mean, it's hard for me not to say like a like Street Sharks or something like that. Yeah, because that's not like watch any of the four kids shows, dude. Those I I tried to watch it again. Is it so bad? Trash. Yeah, Tr- like abs. It's like the dialogue is so trash. A lot of animes are like that too. Like I was watching Sailor Moon, which I mean, you know, that was a major major thing in my childhood, and like it's still cool, but like. I mean, you're kind of just like, oh my god, sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Pokemon was another one, I guess, for me. I was more into the show than I ever was the games or the mm. cards or anything like that. I was introduced to it by the games, and I thought that the games were really cool. And then I tried to watch the show, and I thought that it was cool for a while, but it just became so old that I would I would watch an episode. And don't get me wrong, I love the characters, but like... I would watch an episode, there was so many times I'd watch an episode and I would be invested in the story, and I'd be, I'd really be interested in where it was gonna go, and then every single episode has to be crashed by Team Rocket. Yeah. And I love, I love all three of them. Like, Jesse's a great character, Meowth is a great character, and James is a phenomenal character. James. Like... He has a backstory that's actually really I know it. cool. Yeah, I know. You it. know? I mean, they're fantastic characters, but dude, like every once in a while just fuck off, man. Yeah. Like Quit. go away, let there be a story. 
I will say though that like I don't know how much experience you have with them, but every single one of the Pokemon movies, yeah, are so good. In fact, I'm gonna put Pokemon in there because because those movies were big for me. Like it was the movies more than well, but I said I did I, did, I specified you said no movies, so I don't know. But I did watch in that the show. show a lot. The show is so goofy and light, and then like the movies. Are like, like are very emotional. Badass. Oh, like, dude, that first. Have you movie? seen like that? I mean, dude, the one where he dies and Pikachu's crying as he's sitting there trying to like one of the most. I mean, like, dude, you can see scenes that are similar to that in adult movies yeah. or not adult movies that don't impact Yikes. as hard. But like, yeah, like grown yeah, up movies. movies. Yeah, you know, like where where like it doesn't even you know, impact. Like somebody's like, that. like sibling dies and they're sitting there and they're trying to like CPR them back to life. And then they finally like crumple over and cry over them. And like, that's like super emotional and stuff. And dude, Pikachu crying over Ash. Ash's petrified body has every bit as much emotion. Yeah. You know, they did very well with that. It's so good. The one that I think about that's crazy to me is, um, I think it's the third movie Entei. Yeah. And the power of the unknown or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like that movie's super emotional and very like almost like philosophical. And the guy who made it, you saw that video, the guy that made it like secretly named that, that little girl character after his own daughter, because he was so excited. He felt like he wasn't going to live long enough to see her grow up because of his crippling uh, drinking problem. Oh, God. And he's correct about that. He is dead now. But he named her that because he knew that at one point his daughter was going to grow up and was going to, like, watch that movie. And, and it was going to hit her that, like, it really... He did that for her. He did that for her. Like, she was going to know when she was a kid, too. But it wasn't going to hit her the way that at some point it was going to hit when she was an adult. That, like, really meant a lot to him to name that character after her. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that being a really underrated movie. I thought, it was, I thought it was great. I think it's fantastic. The second one's good, too. The Latios and Latios ones are really cool. I, I, I didn't really see many one after that. one is really cool. I don't. I haven't watched any of like the later ones, but like all of the early ones are super cool. Yeah. All right, man. <clears throat> I'm fucking starving. Yeah. This has been a long one. Oh, yeah. We're, we're running close to two hours. Jeez, really? Yeah. Holy cow. That's all right. Um... Before we leave, I always like to end the episode with a positive or motivational message from the guest. Anything that's impacted your life or anything that you'd like to give back to the listener. Okay. Um, you know, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. I just started school again. I guess I'm a career college student at this point. But it's really cool that... Um, like, what what caused me to go to school was somebody coming up to me and telling me that I would be really good in the position that I'm going to school for. And it was actually during a time that I was kind of looking for a little bit of a different direction. Um, it's very similar to what I do as a job right now. And I love my job and it's, it's really cool, but just like I was actually going to this person to ask him if he thought that I would be good in this position. I didn't even need to say anything. And he was just asked me like, have you ever considered doing this? You'd be really good at what you at, at this. And like, that's, really really changed like my whole trajectory in life and it feels really cool and refreshing and just to like have that kind of thing happen is really cool so i guess my inspirational message is like just be receptive to like the universe trying to speak to you because sometimes things happen you just you'll never see it coming i like it all right we'll close with that 
Thanks everybody for watching. Hopefully we get more than 20 views this time. I I tried to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. It is what it is. But thank you all for watching. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Definitely share it because that's how we get the views and we need to get them views. Do it, bitch. <laughs> That'll help a lot. We fucking love you. All right. <laughs> Thanks for watching and don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.